I'd like to talk about Avram Avinu, Parsha, coming week's Parsha already introduces us to the next generation. But we've been learning about Avram Avinu for several weeks now in the Parshas, about his Nisyonos, about what he accomplished. I'd like to start with a Medrash, Tanchuma, in Parshas Lech Lecha. And the Medrash Tanchum and Parshish Lech Lecha darshans a whole series of psukim in Shirashirim, at the end of Shirashirim. And the psukim read as follows Ochos Lonu Kitano. We have a young sister, the Shadayim Engla, and she has no breasts. What shall we do for our sister and the day that she will be spoken about? If she's a wall, we will build on her, on this wall, a palace of silver. And if she's a door, Natsur Aleho Luach Ores. We will draw upon her as if it was a slate of cedar wood. And then the Pusik next Pusik says, Ani Choma. The sister declares that she is indeed a wall. Says the Medrash, what are we referring to? Who is this Achos? Who is this sister that we're talking about? Says the Medrash, the Pesach is talking about Avram Avinu. When he was thrown by Nimrod into the fiery furnace. At the time, Avram Avinu was called Achos Ktano, a young sister, a small one. Because he hadn't yet reached the point where Hashem had done miracles for him. Says Chazal, why was he called Achos? Why was he called a sister? Because one of the meanings of the word achot, the shorish alef ches he, is to repair, to mend, to bring together things that have been torn apart. The world had been torn apart. The world had experienced the mabul, the rafalaga, 20 generations of distance from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, until Abraham Avinu came and he was able to bring the whole thing together. <coughs> what shall we do for our sister? It's the day, that what day are we talking about? The day when Nimrod said to Abraham Avinu, either you recant and become an Ovid Avod like the rest of us, or we're going to throw you into the Kifshana Eish. In if she's a wall, then we will build upon her. Says the Medrash, in no If he will give up his life like this wall, which stands before many wars, it's impregnable, and he will give himself up for Kedushas Hashem, then we will be able to build upon him this whole edifice called Klal Yisrael. Tiras Kosef refers to the Jewish people. We'll be able to build, he'll be able to be the foundation of this great nation that is supposed to happen and will come into existence. 
If not, but if he's a delus, if he's a door, related to the word dal, related to the word, word poor, impoverished, and he won't give up his life. So then we will draw upon him like a cedar wood, which is easily, if an image is drawn on a board of cedar, says the Chazal, it's easily mitashtesh, it's easily blurred. And then we're not going to pay attention to him. He's not going to be Avram Avinu. The Rebbe Gedal Yashor in the Or Gedal Yahu explains, he builds on this medrash, explains it. He says that Avram Avinu wasn't born Avram Avinu. What do I mean? He was born with the potential to be Avram Avinu. He was born with a very, very special neshama. And that neshama needed to come into the world because only a special neshama could accomplish what Avraham Avinu needed to accomplish. Not everybody is born with that neshama. Nobody was born with that neshama until that point. But that was only in potential. In order for that to develop, that neshama to develop into Avram Avinu, who was in actuality the founder, the father, the patriarch of the Jewish people, that was something that would only happen after Avram Avinu had passed all the tests, after he had brought out that potential to actual to actuality, then he would become the Avram Avinu. If he should fail the test, chas v'shalom. So then, what would have to happen is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would have to create another neshama and bring it into the world. Another neshama of that level, of that caliber, which could accomplish what Avraham Avinu needed to accomplish. But the hope was that Avraham Avinu, given all the kochos, all the potential he had, would indeed pass the test, and he indeed did pass the test. We are all Avraham Avinu's in miniature. We all have a potential to be great, to become attached to Hashem, to live a life which will lead to an eternal life of Olam Haba. And we all have the times when we have to choose between being a wall or a door. We all have times of tests, of decisions, and those decisions can have be far-reaching about whether we're going to be able to be that kind of a person upon whom an edifice can be built, where our lives can be built in the proper way, or whether Chas Shalom will be a door swinging, but not something which has, which has the ability to survive. What is a test? An Isoyon? So I would call it a defining moment. A moment where we have to make a decision, and that decision defines something about us. There are small tests on a daily basis. You have to choose between doing this and doing that, so one, one choice being better than the other. Rev. Desler tells us that a small test, we could call that a Bechira Pratit. It's a small thing, it's a detail. And the choices that we have in the Bechira Pratit can raise us up a little bit or lower us a little bit, depending on the choice that we make. But we have major decisions. Major decisions, Bechira Klalit, 
major ones will determine a larger trajectory. The fact that we're all here today sitting in this base Medrash means that at some point we took a stand. We were a wall. There was a moment for those who were not originally Shomer Shabbos or Shomer Kashrus or Shomer Nagia. Well, we took a stand and we, and we came. Shomer Shabbos, Shomer Kashrus, Shomer Nagia. We took a stand and started putting on tefillin regularly, wearing a kippah. The whole gamut of positive and negative commandments that we're familiar with. At some point we made a decision and it may have been involved some kind of embarrassment. It may have involved going against what your parents wanted. It may have gone against societal pressures. It may have been a very difficult time. It may have been painful even. But every single one of us who is here today has taken a stand and made a decision about I'm going to be a wall and not a door. But that's not the end of the story. There's a whole lot more to Jewish human potential than what I've just described. Hashem doesn't only want us to do things. Hashem wants us to become. To become a different person. Hashem wants us to change in a fundamental way. Our society overemphasizes what we do. We identify ourselves by our profession. We identify ourselves by the things that we accomplish. What have you done? What have you accomplished? But one of the key growth decisions that we need to make is how do I view who I am? We can view ourselves as I'm basically a doctor, a lawyer, an Indian chief. That's who I am. And Torah and Judaism can occupy a small corner of my life. Yes, I set aside time to go to shul. I set aside time to do mitzvahs. But overall, when I view myself, when I think about what is my identity in this world, I view myself as like everybody else in the world. But, okay, but I happen to have this thing called Judaism. So that's a corner of my life, and I stick to it, I'm serious about it, and I do that. But there's another higher level. We have to say, maybe, as opposed to that, I am primarily an Eved Hashem, a servant of Hashem. And I include all of my activities as being fundamentally devoted to the service of Hashem, towards bringing myself closer to Hashem. So it's not only a question, did I do this mitzvah, did I do that mitzvah, did I stay away from this Avera, did I stay away from that Avera? All very, very important, all very, very necessary. But there's something more. Right? How do I identify myself? Do I say that, no, I'm not the doctor who happens to have Judaism as a corner of his life. I am the Jew who happens to have a doctor as a corner of my life. That's a completely different, a radical change, a paradigm shift of how we view ourselves. And that's going to affect, as the Chazal say, B'chol we have to know Hashem in every aspect of our lives. How we view ourselves 
is going to make a very big difference. What kind of, of a profession do I choose? What kind of, will I choose something which, what kind of job do I take? Will it be something which will give me time for learning, for, 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 for my Jewish values, for raising my family properly? Or will I succumb to the pressure of going in for 80-hour work weeks because I can make three times as much money? What kind of neighborhood, what kind of a place will I live in? Will it be a place which has a supportive community where people are serious about their avodas Hashem? Or will it be a place where, okay, I'll live here, you know, I'll have a minion, I'll have some people. Right? There'll, be a, there'll be something, but there won't be that support system which can be, which is so necessary and so important for me to be able to grow and continue in my relationship with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. How will we make decisions about what kind of woman we marry? Makes a difference, right? If, if all I'm interested is, well, will I do this mitzvah, do that mitzvah? That can lead to one kind of a decision. But if my goal is to create a Torah home which is completely suffused with ruchnius, with a striving for Torah and for, for greatness and Torah, for Torah ideals, so that will, of course, require a different type of decision. And this type of shift also has its defining moments. Sometimes we're invited to participate in activities and gatherings where there's not a question of iser or heter. Is it oser to do it? Is it mutter to do it? You won't find a seif in Shulchan Aruch that says, don't do it. But somebody who's striving to get closer to Hashem will feel inside of himself. This is not a place for me. This is not an activity that I should do. One example, example about that of... <coughs> Rabbi Dr. Abraham Tversky, the Chonel of Rocha, tells the story as follows. His father was the Rebbe in Milwaukee. The Hasidic Rebbe of Milwaukee. And what happened in those days, it still happens, but that happened in those days, stock of collectors from all over used to come and spend, uh, they would travel through America, collecting for yeshivas, collecting for achnosis kala, whatever they were collecting for, and they would find their way to Milwaukee. And of course, in the Rebbe's home, they found a very warm, friendly Hachnasas Archim. It was a place to be, right? If you were in Milwaukee, that was the place. So, Abraham Tversky tells, it was Rosh Hashanah afternoon, and one of the guests suggested to the young Abraham Tversky that they pass the time with a friendly game of chess. The next day, the Rebbe, the father, called his son in and asked him, is it true that you were playing chess yesterday? He said, yeah, I was playing chess. And the father let the son know, this is not an appropriate way to spend Rosh Hashanah afternoon. This is not what you do. How do we call it in Yiddish? It's pasnisht. It's not the way to do it. Okay? And he let him know, was it Osir? No. But a person who develops a sensitivity towards how do a Jew supposed to live knows that that's not what you're supposed to do. True, sometimes we stumble. But the next time we pick ourselves up and succeed. And that's yet another defining moment. The end of the story is the Rebbe wanted to lighten things up a little bit. And he said, and you beat him, didn't you? (laughs) So 
felt better about that. Okay. But we can be sure that that was the last time that Abraham Tversky played chess on Rosh Hashanah. And indeed, we are bound to stumble. The Pesach says, Kisheva Yipol Tzadik Vikam. A tzaddik falls seven times and he picks himself up. And Chazal Darshan, Lule Nafalti Lo Kamti. If I hadn't fallen down, I wouldn't be able to pick myself up. I wouldn't be standing where I am. Life is going to be full of challenges and full of failures. But we have to turn that stumbling into an impetus for growth. Chazal say, if you see a sota, in the times of the Beis Mikdash, they had the sota who was suspected of having committed adultery. She was brought by her husband to the Beis Mikdash to drink those special waters, which would be able to tell whether, which would show whether she was innocent or guilty. And somebody who would see the sota, says the Gemara, right? If you were there, present in the Beis Mikdash. And you saw her disgrace. You saw what became. You saw how low a human being could sink. Yazir atzmo menayayim. Separate yourself from wine. We have to learn from all of the failures around us how dangerous this world is. It's a dangerous place. It's not only a dangerous place because there are people out there looking to get us physically. It's a dangerous place because of all the spiritual dangers that exist. And it's a Kalvachomer. If when we see a Sota who has misbehaved, we have to take drastic steps in order to ensure that we don't fall into that same trap. It's a Kalvachomer that if we see ourselves having fallen into, into a trap, we see ourselves having fallen into something that we know that we shouldn't have been there. We have to do things which will make sure that it's not going to happen again. If we happen to be stumbled, innocently perhaps, unintentionally, something on the internet, which we shouldn't be looking at, you see how low the world can get. We better take steps to make sure that this doesn't happen to us. Those are can themselves, the failures, are the very can be the biggest impetus towards those defining moments of saying, this is not me. Because I know what can happen. I know that when I stumbled a little bit, look what happened. I fell down, I'm a drega, I, I lost weeks of work, maybe dec- uh, months of work, because I fell down. How dangerous this is. I better, be, I better make sure that I don't have it. it doesn't happen again. And there's a third level. Another level. Which we are expected to try to reach. And that is Lima Torah, involvement in serious Torah study. Not only living a life of performing mitzvahs, not only defining ourselves as being basically trying to do the right thing all the time and, and, and absorbing God's presence into our bits, but sitting down and Lima Torah seriously. When we absorb Torah into our being, we absorb godliness. It's the ultimate connection to eternal life. We say in the bracha, v'chaye olam nata Eternal life he planted. When do we say that? 
Because he gave us a true Torah, He implants in us eternal life. The key to eternal life, the key to eternity, the key to connecting with the ultimate spirituality is in Torah. Serious doesn't necessarily mean quantity. It means qualitatively trying to delve more and more deeply into Torah to make a deeper connection with it. And this isn't meant only for kolo guys. Of course, if a person is not in kolo, we're working, and most of us will be working, and having all kinds of responsibilities, and that will constrict our possibilities of how much time we have and how much, how, how, what, what resources we have to devote to our learning. But we have to know that it is possible. We have to know, Baruch Hashem, after many, many years of experience, hundreds and hundreds of Chappelle's Talmidim alumni are living Torah lives, serious study of Torah, raising beautiful families, taking care of all of the responsibilities. It's something which is possible, but it's something that gives us and has possible to give us a true and long-lasting connection with Rebbe Shalom. For this, there's also, in the yeshiva, while you're here, there are all kinds of this wall or door possibility. How are you going to spend your night seder? Are you going to spend your night seder in the base medrash? Or is it going to be an evening out with the guys eating shawarma? Or is it going to be settling into your dorm room with a nice movie right? instead of coming into the base medrash? All of these things are going to be challenges. And of course, on in life, when we leave the yeshiva, when we leave the base medrash, all many, many decisions are going to have to be made. The door wall, the academy. And I'll tell you a personal anecdote, which I've said before. It goes back many, many years. And the fact that I remember it goes back to my days when I was a bocher in yeshiva in Chicago. Which, many years. <laughs> and over over 50. Close to 60. Close to 60. Okay. Not yet. Okay. I was, and a defining moment. The defining moment for me, I remember this to this day. Sitting in the base medrash on Sunday afternoons, we had Sunday, we had, we had afternoon seder, we had seder on Sunday because we didn't have secular studies on Sunday. So Sunday was a, a base medrash afternoon, and you won't believe it, but the Chicago Bears were having a great season. I don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe it either. Right? And I was sitting in the base medrash, torn, literally torn, by my desire to go to my dorm room and listen to the games on the radio. Yeah, that was, and I remember, Baruch Hashem, I didn't. Maybe that's one of the reasons that I'm zocha to be standing here in front of you today. But we all have our defining moments. We all have our challenges. That was a, those are the, the door tests. The wall, the door test. Let me just conclude with something that I heard recently from Rav Shimon Spitzer about the same idea. Kodesh Baruch Hu gives us all many kochos. We have the ability to do lots of things. On one level, every human being has the ability to create things, to do things, to accomplish things, to build things. Right? We can use our kochos just in the everyday world. Right? We can build buildings, we can build institutions, we can make beautiful music, we can make beautiful art. Human beings have a great ability to do things. And if the Baruch Hu gives us abilities, 
places a certain degree of responsibility upon us. If you have kochos, so then why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu give you those kochos? Use them. But even more than that ability is when we think about it, we have the mind-boggling ability to actually create new human beings. We can have babies. We can bring people into this world. We can bring people in and, and create a tzelem elokim. That's an unbelievable power that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given to human beings. We can bring them into this world and with that, there's a responsibility. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, you have the power, you have the ability, right? So then, go and do it. Get married. It's a mitzvah. Pru orvu. You can do all kinds of great things. But the Mishnah then teaches us there's even greater level of things that we can accomplish. Even more than creating a human being and bringing him into this world. Says the Mishnah Baba Metziah, if you have a choice between returning the Aveda, the lost object of your father, and the lost object of your Rebbe, who do you choose? Says the Mishnah. You have to return the lost object of your Rebbe. Why? Because your father brought you into this world. Your Rebbe brings you into the eternal life of the next world. That's an even greater kind of creation. When we can take another person, another Jew, teach him Torah, and help him come closer to Hashem, and help him achieve Chaye Olam, eternal life, as opposed to just this worldly life, that's a much, much higher Madrega. Says the Chassam Sofer, there's an even higher Madrega. And what's that higher Madrega? And with it comes the greatest responsibility, is to remake ourselves. HaKadosh Baruch Hu put us into this world to do all kinds of wonderful things. But the primary task, the primary responsibility of each and every one of us is to take that raw material which was given to us and change it and transform it into that kind of person who is has the eternal life. As we said before, we're all born with the potential, just like Avram Avinu was born with a tremendous potential. He had to grow into it. He had to pass the test in order to realize that to bring it into reality. We all have the potential right, to remake ourselves into that kind of a person who has a connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, an eternal connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in the deepest possible way. It says, Eila told us Noach, Noach. These are the generations of Noach. What was the generation of Noach? Chazal say, the Maisim Tovim, that he did. But it's not only the Maisim Tovim, says the Chassam Sofer, the real creation, the real Tovim was Noach, was Noach himself. He, Noach, made himself into a Noach. Says the Chassam Sofer, Avram Avinu, he was named Avram, without a head, by his Terach, by his father. He made himself into Avraham. He made himself into a different person. Yaakov Avinu made himself into Yisrael. Some Sofer points out that it doesn't say anywhere Yisrael ben Yitzchak. Yaakov is the son of Yitzchak. Yitzchak gave birth to Yaakov. Yaakov, he's the one who created the Yisrael. And that's what we have to understand for ourselves. Our parents gave birth to us. And with that came the, spirit, the potential for spiritual greatness. We have a ladder of growth. Sula Mutzav Artsa, a ladder which is 
found grounded in the in the ground, but could reach up to the heavens. The latter ascends from basic mitzvah observance to living a Torah-centered, God-centered life to becoming intimately and deeply involved with Torah Hashem Tamima. Each step will no doubt be accomplished by moments of doubt, hesitancy, stumbling. But ultimately, we all have the koach and the ability and the desire and the responsibility to, uh, to achieve victory. So let us all strive to emulate Avram Avinu, who declared emphatically and unconditionally, when he was given the choice, im chomohi or im delasi, Avram Avinu declared, ani choma, I am a wall. And the more that we can adopt that, emulate Avram Avinu and declare ani choma, we can climb that ladder and ultimately reach the ultimate levels of Kedusha that Akkadi Baruch created us to reach.